Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. The Astros did it again. Seven straight games. The Astros have won in the playoffs. Seven in a row. They are going to the World Series for the third time in what? what? The World Series. Okay, that's what I thought you said. (laughs) The third time in four years. The fourth time in, I believe, six years now, correct? Yep. And I tell you what, they never make it boring. I mean, it's just, they cannot do that. I'll bring down the go-go Astros. We're going to hear that later. Uh, Our jam music, but... uh, Steven, I just want to welcome everybody to Houston Sports Talk because we're doing the live Astros Yankees postgame show. If you haven't figured it out, Robert Land alongside Stephen Kerr between the two of us, 60 years combined in sports journalism. Steven started rooting for the Astros back in the 60s. I started in the 70s. As I always say, I went to my first game that I can recall anyway at the Astrodome and J.R. Richard was on the mound. So that's how far I go back. Steven, do you remember how far you go back? As far as going to a game, my first Astros game? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was actually in September of 1972. It was 1972, and, of course, it was in the Astrodome because that's where they played then. It was an Astros-Mets game, and, you know, typical Astros, Robert, they, they never make things easy, and in this <laughs> case, they, they blew it. They, they had an 8 to nothing lead against the Mets, Robert. And the Mets come storming back and win 11-8. to eight. How can you forget a game like that when it's your first game? I was, let's see, I think I was like 10, 11 years old then. But I've never forgotten that. <laughs> hey, that's, that's fantastic. Um, if you're out there, we need you to comment because we will respond. Questions, comments as the show rolls along. Bring them on. Would, yeah, we want to hear from you. What do you have to say about this one? What do you have to say about the Astros going back to the world series and it's a quick reminder also to subscribe like and comment on youtube that's how to support the show and make sure to listen back to our live texans post game show that i just did a few hours ago with sean bajotti sports radio 610 my co-host and the houston football shows jason braddock who also joined us if you're checking your audio podcast feed it'll be right before this one and steven Let's do this. Let, let's get into the major moments from game four. We're going to speed through these because I know we want to talk about the World Series and celebrate a little bit, but not much to say about the first three Yankees runs, except for one in particular on that dying single in the first. Chaz didn't appear to be running at full speed. Even I'm guessing the wind must have been blowing uh, in the, and, and making it really difficult for Chaz to gauge how hard he was supposed to run after that when it just seemed like he just wasn't going at full speed, though. Yeah, it did kind of seem that way, Robert. And, uh, you know, we, we've talked about the center field position before. And, uh, you know, I mean, Chaz didn't totally embarrass himself, but I think he is still trying to figure it out. And uh, that's a need the Astros certainly need to address. But at, at least it, you know, it, it looked there for a while like uh, this might not be the Astros night when things like that happened, but fortunately not. Lance McCullers looked a little rough, third inning. Maldi and Altuve walk, and then you start feeling the destiny coming along because you know what happens next. If you're not as Batman, Jeremy Pena is officially the boy wonder. Cortez oh. hangs a breaking pitch, Pena power again, and Steven, as he rounds the bases, throws his hands in the air like Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, what did I just do? Like Jordan did in the NBA Finals against the Blazers when he couldn't miss that 
from the three-point range. I mean, that was just so such a Jordan moment. Like, what, me? Who? I don't know how I'm doing this. Well, let me tell you something, Robert. The Astros absolutely needed to come through in that inning because, look, you know, uh, Nestor Cortez was giving the Astros gifts, plenty of gifts, and they made him pay in that inning because he starts the inning walking Maldonado and then gets Altuve to a full count and walks him. He walks the first two batters. If you can't take advantage of that, then you don't deserve to win the game. Pena power, baby. He took that three-run shot, as you described it, and uh, that basically put Cortez out of the game is what it did. And I know it was kind of interesting. You know, the trainer went out there a couple of times like he might have been hurt and uh, left him in the first time. But, man, after that home run, they, they couldn't yank him fast enough. Stephen, before the year started, before Pena played a single major league game, I had on his minor league teammate, Marty Costas, about, you know, asking him about what kind of player he was. And Yeah, and, I remember that. Yeah, listen to what the outfielder for the Sugarland Space Cowboys had to say. He played a little bit with Jeremy Pena last year. What's he like? Well, I've I played with, um, with Jeremy Pena for a while. I remember my second year in pro ball. So my, my first full year, I was with him out in Davenport, in Iowa. And, man, he, you know, he's such a humble guy. Like, me and him have a close relationship off the field. Like, just the things that I've learned from him off the field more than on the field, it speaks to a good person he is. You know, he's an amazing player. Everyone knows that. But that's the one guy that I can say, you know, that I, he's always been good to me. He's been good to people around me. One of the things that we see with Correa is just what an incredible leader he is at the shortstop yeah. position. What what kind of leader is Pena at the shortstop position? I think that he's definitely just a leader by example. You know, that's a that's a guy when you look at him, you can you can say like, you know, I have confidence in him being a general on the field. Just because of how calm and, and level head he keeps himself. And I can definitely probably say the same about Correa, you know, that takes that to be to be the captain on the field playing shortstop. Steven, that was the moment that I knew we had something in Jeremy Pena. He went from Marty Costas talking about him, the leadership, humble guy, how special he was. You could just tell there was nothing that wasn't genuine about what Marty Costas. This was not uh, just some random like, okay, I'm going to say some nice things about this kid. He was for real about it. Well, he absolutely was. And, of course, at that time, we, we didn't know the kind of impact that Jeremy Pena was going to make leader by example. I mean, that says it all right there, Robert, you know, Jeremy is not the kind of guy that's going to be that vocal. He just come in, comes in and does his thing. That's what he does. And that's certainly what he's been doing during this postseason. leader by example that, you know, you can't get better than that. All right, let's uh, keep moving. And, uh, I realized my Astros cap, it's in the wrong spot. I got to put it over here. You know, I got to get the Astros <laughs> yeah, cap in the right in spot. There. Yeah, get I, it in there. You couldn't see it. It's <laughs> supposed to be over by Larry Durker's uh, uh, biography. But uh, uh, also I want to mention, hey, to Aiden out there who says bye-bye Boone, Donaldson, and Torres. So, yeah, we're not going to mm -hmm. miss those guys. Uh, but let's keep going, Stephen, because something, like you said, wasn't right with Nestor Cortez. So he comes out of the game with the injury after the Pena home run. But the inning wasn't over. Jordan doubles. Tucker yep. smashes one off the pitcher for an infield single. Yuli singles in Alvarez. So, you know, the Astros got that 
extra run that inning. A lot of times you get a home run and you sort of give up the rope a little bit. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they certainly came back to tie it, but you, you want to really dig in deep, make him pay for that mistake. And that's exactly what the Astros did by taking the lead in that inning. So after that, though, in the fourth, McCullers, uh, you know, the, the single, it was two outs. He gives up the single. Then there's a rare Maldi mistake, a pass ball. And that puts the runner on second with two outs. And Rizzo singles in Bader to tie the game. I mean, that's uh, not what you're used to seeing with Maldi. And unfortunately, McCullers couldn't pitch through it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that won't be the last thing we'll talk about Maldonado in that regard, but I'll wait till we get to that. But uh, definitely uncharacteristic of him as as good a defensive catcher as he is. I mean, he's he's bound to make mistakes like everyone else, but, oh, man, that was big. All right, let's go to the bottom of the six. Hector Neris, in for McCullers, who threw 100 pitches, gave up three earned in that outing. So not bad, but not great. Neris, though, gives up a solo shot to Bader, which at that point, is only the third earned run given up by an Astro reliever this postseason. It's now after seven games, they give up three earned runs and 33 innings. So an incredible job by the Astros relievers, despite Neris right there. But Steven, the Astros, they get it right back. Thanks to that huge Yankees mistake, trying to turn a double play, the speed of Pena, who else? Causes the Yanks to rush for a double play. So Jordan singles in Altuve. And I say the double with the single tonight that Jordan is officially out of the slump, Stephen. Yeah, have to say you're right about that. And, uh, you know, again, I, I put in my notes when that inning was over, Robert. Mistakes, mistakes. That's the difference in the innings that the Astros scored were mistakes by the Yankees. You know, they get magnified so much in the postseason, but with good reason. And you know, getting back to that Bader home run, you know, one of the pitchers you would think least likely to give up something like that was Neris because he's only given up three home runs. It was only the third one this entire season, Robert, regular season and postseason that Neris gave up. But, you know, once again, the Astros came back and the Yankees made mistakes and they made him pay. Yeah, he made a rare mistake. I think that was just middle, middle. So that's a batting practice home run for most major league hitters. Yep. And it's hard to believe, but Alex Bregman, who singles in Pena, is now the leader in postseason history for third baseman with most RBIs. And, of course, we know he also owns the home run record for third baseman. That's 120 years of postseason history, according to my math. And uh, Wow. You know, that's, I know there's a lot more potential playoff games in recent years, but Stephen, it's still like, it's unreal to me that Bregman holds both of those records. Yeah, you know, when you talk about guys like Altuve and Correa, you know, coming through, Alex Bregman, man, he's he's setting the records too. It's great to see all these guys getting in on it. And, you know, some may make the Hall of Fame and some won't, but they're in the record books, and that's all that matters in this case. All right. Unless you've got something else, I was going to go to the top of the night. Do you have I'll anything? Yeah, to let's let's go through it. Okay, Let's so Altuve, Altuve, okay, this is, I, I'm not a fan of this. He gets thrown out when he tries to get to third on Pena's bunt. Now, Jordan oh. and Bregman coming up. I mean, I know you get to third with less than two outs. I understand the philosophy of that, but I just didn't like it. It If you get thrown out, it's almost a momentum changer, potentially 
you know, I don't know. What did you think of that? Oh, I didn't like it at all, Robert. You know, because at the time it would have been, you know, what what Pena did was bunt. You know, he was out. And then Altuve, I, I just think he should have stopped at second base because you really could use an insurance run right there. You have a runner on second with one out. You get him to third or, you know, get a single and that's it. I, you know, as great a player as Altuve is, Robert, honestly, his base running just drives me mad. I mean, he makes some major mistakes on the base paths. And I'm talking over the years, you know, they're not a whole lot of them, but they are glaring when they happen. And boy, that was one of them for sure. Thank God it didn't come back to bite them. Altuve is a Hall of Fame player, except he's not a Hall of Fame <laughs> base runner. No, that's... he's not a Hall of Fame baser. Yeah, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. But boy, base running, I, I'd say, is quite a ways down on the list of uh, his greatest traits. All right, let's go to the bottom of the ninth because you got Ryan Presley in again. And I, I can't express like this is the best of Ryan Presley. He is peaking at the right time. You know, he uh, picked up another pitch in the last couple of months. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. Now he has four pitches. So I think that may be what's making the difference lately is he has the confidence to throw it. And, uh, you know, that ground out to Gurriel is a little bit tricky, but he took it unassisted and made the play. So, man, I, and Judge comes to the plate. You're thinking, oh, this guy is so due, so due. But at least the, the worst that could have happened is he would have tied the game. But nope, he grounds it right back to Presley. Game over, series over. Steven, you mentioned something else with Maldi. I'm trying to figure out which one you're talking about. You said there was something else that uh, he made a mistake in this game. Yeah, he. Uh, it was in the bottom of the fourth. He made another pass ball uh, that... It, let's see, I'm looking at it here in my notes. Uh, it got Bader was on first base. The pass ball got him to second. Then a Rizzo singled, which scored Bader. So, yeah, that, that was another mistake that uh, Maldi made. And uh, that ended up tying the game at four. Yeah, Vicky says McCullers seemed off tonight. Do you think the screwed up start time and the delay, the rain delay could have caught? I mean, I, you know, both pitchers, you know, knew that was going to be a, an issue and you you prepared for it, but it's, it's, a, it's a little bit difficult. I just didn't feel like he had his best stuff at all. He didn't have his best stuff. And it, it was obvious from the get go. And of course, you know, neither did Nestor Cortez. Now, I don't know if that injury that he'd suffered earlier in the season, it was, you know, a groin injury is apparently what removed him from the game. It could have been that could have been the cold weather, you know, same with McCullers. Could have been the cut on his elbow. The cut. I mean, it could be all any number of reasons, but it was obvious, Robert, in the first inning. I, I'm ashamed to say this, but we got through the first inning. I thought, man, this, I don't know if the Astros are going to win this game. So I, I will just admit that right here, just because McCullers was struggling. But you know what? He hung in there just like these starters. They, they don't completely fall apart. They at least give the team a chance to win. He did end up going five, and hats off to Dusty Baker. I mean, I was kind of thinking, uh, maybe you should get somebody up in the second or third inning because you really want to put this thing away. But Dusty stuck with him, and he ended up throwing 100 pitches in five innings, but he got through it. Let me just say, we have taken some shots at our Astros fans for not getting into the games early enough, but let's have fun and take some shots at the Yankee fans because the Yankees fans said, we want Houston, and they're telling you that they're the greatest fans ever. And it's the fourth game of the ALCS. 
and they're down 3-0 and you guys all quit. They didn't show up to the ballpark. The ticket prices went into the ground. You could no, buy they a, sold their tickets. I mean, they sold was, their tickets. They, did, did you want to buy a $28 ticket, Robert? You could have gone up there and uh, paid like 28 bucks to get a ticket because fans were trying to, they couldn't sell them fast enough. I wish I had one of them Star Trek <laughs> things that I could have beamed up there quickly. Yeah, no that doubt. Great. Yeah, I mean, the Yankee fans, that was pathetic. And, you know, I uh, can't be sad about it. Uh, I'm happy to see them <laughs> struggling. And, uh, I, yeah, the Astros fans, uh, they they now have that over the Yankees. And they have a lot over the Yankees because now they are the first team in Major League Baseball history to take out the Yankees in the playoffs Four times. Yeah, 2015, 2017, 2019, and this year. Yep, today. We did it again. And and here's something else, Robert. You know, the Yankees, with with the exception of a couple of walk-off wins against the Astros, the only two they got, there were only a total of 13 pitches this whole season coming into this game that the Yankees even had a lead on the Astros. How about that? Yeah, and how about the fact that the Astros now go to the World Series and they've got to beat an NL East team at some point, Stephen. You know, you lost to the Nationals. You lost to the Braves. It's time to beat an NL East team. You get the Phillies. uh, Both teams are going to be equally well-rested. They they both won today. So let's finish this thing off. Stephen, it's weird because there's nothing about this postseason so far that's got me to the point of, oh, I'm happy. I, it's all been more relief that we've won a lot of these games. I mean, the Jordan home run in the first game, that was crazy. That was fun. But, I mean, it's it's relief. We're expected to be there. We're expected to be in the World Series. We were the, we were the best American League team. It wasn't even close. You saw what the second best American League team did. They couldn't do anything against the Astros in four games. So, you know, it, it's relief to get to this point. And I tell you what, Stephen, I just want to get the big monkey off the Astros back and let's, you know, let's get over this whole, well, the only one they won doesn't count, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I want to yeah. get that over with. And 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 this World Series is just, it's going to be devastating if it's anything but Astros win. I mean, it, I hate to say it, but I should be happy about getting to the World Series. We, we never saw this when we were kids, Stephen. It never happened. It finally happened in 2005, and then we had to wait another 12 years to see it again. And all of a sudden, it's become commonplace. And, you know, now I'm like, we got to win this thing. Well, it's commonplace, Robert, but here's the thing. You know, it's great to get there. And look, I'm as happy as any Astros fan that you'll ever see that they're in the World Series. But look, they're one and three in the World Series as far as World Series, you know, the chances to win championships. One championship in four tries. It's great to get there, but man, when you get there, you got to start winning them. And I just think this year it, it's really big, Robert, because gosh, if you don't, you're one and four. You don't know what the future of some of these guys, you know, Dusty Baker, James Click, you know, maybe even some of the other players, you know, there are going to be some free agents going to be walking a bit. But yeah, we've got to get there and just not just get there, but win it. This this year, I think more than any other, because you've had chances to win. You had a chance in 2019, could have won game seven, could have beaten the Braves last year, but the Braves were on a hot streak. And you know what? The Phillies are on a hot streak too. They scare me to death. I mean, I don't know that this is going to be easy either, Robert. We're probably going to be 
sweating off some more pounds before this thing is over. But I agree with you. They've got to win this series this year. Or, you know, you can say that the Astros have had some great teams, but I'm just not going to use the D word until they start winning one or two more. Absolutely. And, you know, we've got some Red Sox fans now because we keep beating the Yankees. And one of the Red Sox fans uh, (laughs) says, I am happy for the Houston Astros, Jeremy Pena, because he is from Rhode Island. And I am a Boston Red Sox fan. And I'm happy for your backup catcher. He's talking about, of course, Christian Vasquez. So, yeah, it's nice to have some uh, Red Sox fans maybe behind us a little bit. Thank you, Jeffrey. Um, And I tell you what, Stephen. The other thing that I think about with this World Series, we owe the Phillies one because not many Astros fans remember this. I am old. When I was nine years old, I watched the Astros up 2-0 on the Phillies, best of five. So you needed one more game. It's basically the equivalent of being 3-0 up like the Astros were today. And they lost one game, then another game, and then they were ahead. Was it seven to two, Stephen, in the seventh inning? I yes, it was. Oh. It was seven. Yeah, it was seven to two. Yeah, it, it was a seven to two game. It was in the seventh inning, and or it was five to two actually. It's five to two in the seventh, and Nolan Ryan was on the mound, and it just you thought, man, this is it. This is it. I I, I remember it too. I was a freshman in college when that was going on. I I remember I was I was a little bit too overhyped. I thought, up, oh, we've got this. Well. We all know what happened. They didn't get it. And the Phillies went on to win the World Series. You know, they called them the Wheeze Kids because they had a whole bunch of veterans, you know, like Pete Rose and those guys could, you know, needing oxygen tanks. And they went and won the World Series. Jose Cruz is still hanging around the Astros. He was on that team. Enos Cabell is still hanging around the Astros, works for the organization. He was on that team. There are guys that care in this Astros organization. And remember that, Tal Smith who, if you've never heard it, go listen. I did an hour-long interview with Tal a few years ago. Great interview about his life and career. He talks about that Phillies-Astros playoff series. He talks about that season for the Astros because it was the first time they'd ever made the playoffs. So Tal, still around, still sharp as ever. He's watching somewhere. Hello to Tal if you're out there somewhere. I hope you get a chance to hear this. We love you. Uh, and 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 we know he would love to beat the Phillies as bad as anybody. But I tell you what, Stephen, um, this is just about, you know, shutting up everybody and saying like, hey, the Astros, whatever you want to say about 2017, if they win this year, it's six times they have gone to the league championship series in a row four World Series appearances. It would be two championships if they win this year. If you want to say it's only one, fine, say that. But we got one and we're there every single time. And it's no accident. It's not because they've cheated all six years. Sorry. They've just been better than everybody else. Well, that's right. And you know what? You can say that they didn't really win that 2017 World Series. But there is no uh, official asterisk by it. So one or two, you know, they, they won it this year. It'll be two, whether you like it or not. And Robert? Your ALCS MVP is Jeremy Pena. How about that? It's got to be Jeremy Pena. It is Jeremy Pena. Yep, Pena power. You know what? Brian T. Smith said it best from the Chronicle. He tweeted it out after Pena's home run that Jeremy Pena is the best $700,000 bargain in Astros history. (laughs) He's got to love it. 
And now he's your ALCS MVP. Congratulations to Jeremy. The good thing about this game, among many things, you got Altuve sort of going now. You got Jordan going now. Obviously, Pena's just, he's still rolling along. Yeah. And then you talk about the rest of this lineup. Bregman has been so fantastic. I, I just don't feel like I talk enough about Bregman, but man, oh man, I just keep wanting to emphasize every time I think about him, this was somebody that we thought, is he ever going to get back to 2019 and 18 and 17 Bregman? And then all of a sudden it clicked a couple of months ago, something changed and all of a sudden, you know, he was over the injuries earlier in the year, but he couldn't get it going. It wasn't the old Bregman that we remembered. But now he has looked like an all-star level player, one of the best third basemen in baseball. We just talked about the records that he put up. I mean, what a comeback for Alex Bregman. So happy for him because it's been a long road for him to get back to, to this point. Yeah, and when you think about just how miserable he was last postseason. I mean, it's it's even better that, that he's come back this year the way he has. And then you got to throw Gurriel in there because, man, the last few months, and I know we've already talked about that, but in the last couple months, Gurriel has figured it out, and he's hitting. So I feel more confident about this Astros offense. But, you know, Robert, it, it's it's just all year long they've been up and down and up and down. But there is one thing I can take comfort in. You know, the, the Astros have played a lot of one-run games not just in this postseason, but in the regular season, they've won their last nine one-run contests. So at least they know how to do it. When it gets close, they have certainly been tested. And more often than not lately, they have come through with the test. So it's just going to be interesting. Every series is different, though. You know, we may see some heroes in, in the World Series that you would never think about. I am holding up the, my Yuli, as you were talking about Yuli, I'm holding up my Yuli yeah. bobblehead that I have right by me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just winning those one-run games, that, that that's the formula for any team that is going to win a championship. And Stephen, you can't say this enough, even though it should be the statement of the obvious. The teams that win the World Series, when one guy is in a slump or two guys are in a slump, one or two other guys come pick them up. And Altuve and Jordan, they got in that slump, but there was Jeremy Pena, and there was Alex Bregman, and Chaz McCormick came through for you at times. And, you yeah. know, Yuli Martin been... Maldonado came through at certain points. Christian Vasquez. Yeah, absolutely. And this pitching staff, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's just, it's just so unreal. Well, you can say that about the pitching staff. I mean, they picked up McCullers tonight. Yeah, they, they shut the – once the bullpen came in, you know, with the exception, of course, you know, Hector Neris gave up that home run, but that that's just, you know, one in a few for him. But yeah, the bullpen picked up the starting pitcher who just wasn't quite on his game. So you can you can even say that with the pitching staff, as good as it's been, as good as the starting rotation has been, they needed some help from the bullpen and the bullpen came through. When this year started, we didn't know what to expect from the bullpen. Stanek could look good last year, so you liked him and you liked Presley for sure. But Neris... I mean, who knows? He was good where he where he had pitched before, but he's been fabulous. You know, he he had his moments this year where I saw people criticizing, but I'm like, look at how many times he's gone out there and look at his success rate. You know, if you're judging yeah. this kid by ERA or something, you know, it's just like I, there, there are numbers that you just can't judge a bullpen guy by, and you have to wait for the year to play out. You have to look at law of averages, and Naris has been so good and so solid all yeah. season long. And, of course, 
Rafael Montero. I called him rock and chair Rafael for, you know, he was that guy from the beginning of the year that you just, he came into the game and it just calmed you down. I was like, he was, it was so calming to have Montero out there because he just, it, he made it look easy and he was just mowing through guys. And, you know, he hit maybe one rough stretch like towards the end of the year, maybe a month or two ago. But that was it. That's the only rough stretch I can think of. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, about Neris, of course, he played for the Phillies. So don't you know he's going to be happy to face the Phillies? And Chaz McCormick was a Phillies fan. So, yeah, there's going to be some motivation from those guys and everywhere else, of course, to win the World Series for many different reasons. <laughs> the last time the Phillies won the World Series, they did it thanks to a guy that we know very well, Brad Lidge. Remember that? Oh, good old Brad Lidge. Yep, I sure do. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I I really want to, you know, be happy and go, oh, we made it to the World Series and we've got to the, you know, but, you know, this is the Astros and this is, this organization now that that's not good enough. The The goal was yeah. to make it all the way. They've got yeah. to get four more wins. They need four more wins. And it starts on Friday and it starts at Minute Maid. And this is the third time in four years that the Astros have started at Minute Maid in the World Series. Let's get it done this time, Stephen. Yeah, let's get it done. And I'll tell you what's incredible, Robert, about this whole run is, you know, when they won game three, they were 6-0 and in the postseason. They'd never done that. I mean, would, would you have said at the beginning of this postseason that the Astros would be 7-0 and going into the World Series? I mean, that's crazy, but it's also scary at the same time because, you know, yeah, you got to win four more, but to say that you're going to win and go 11-0, and yeah, that, that's going to be awfully tough to do. But I don't know. You just you can't keep at, counting out this Astros team, though. Just when you think they're out, they just keep moving ahead. Huge shout out to Lance LaRose, who uh, says it's going to be a great series. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great series. I think you, so, too. Yeah. You said it very well when you said, hey, this Phillies team, they're hot, too. <laughs> yeah, they only won 87 games. I, I mean, they came on at the end, and gosh, it's been forever since they've made the play. Maybe not as long as Seattle. But uh, for their Philly fans, it's been forever. So you know they're happy to get there. But you just got to count on the Astros that, for once, let's just knock this team of destiny down. Get on them early. And I think that's the key, Robert. You got to get them behind the eight ball early, or it's going to be really, really tough. All right. Let's, uh, is it time to go back to the music? I think we need to pick the music up again. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, and by the way, if, if people out there don't, aren't familiar with this music um where's my music come on music play for me there we go (laughs) yeah if you're not familiar with this music this was the astros fight song back uh years ago it's my favorite of the fight songs you you would agree with that i guess steven right yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I don't know too many Astros fight songs. There are a few of them out there. Not as many probably as the old uh, Houston Oilers had. They, they had a whole bunch of them. But yeah, out of all of them, the, this is definitely the best Astros fight song. And uh, just a reminder, we do these live Astros post games. If you don't know by now, we do them all through the postseason. And 
you got to look for him because we are not stopping in the World Series. Oh, no. Look, we're going to keep it going. Win or lose, we're here all the way through the postseason, baby. And look for our live Texans post game that we just did a couple hours ago with Sports Radio 610. Sean Johnny, it'll be on your audio feed if you're subscribing on your favorite podcast app or in your video section. If you're watching on YouTube, it's there. You Just go look for it. Um, Steven, can't believe it. The Astros back to the World Series again. Again. Now let's win one. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, let's do that. Let's win one. Let's win uh, one. Let's, well, let's win four, but you know what I mean. Let's win a World Series. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, you can support the show by subscribing on YouTube and commenting on the videos. Listen to Houston Sports Talk on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and Google. Don't forget to tell a friend and share our show on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.